Wow! <laughs> right. Go Jeff. <laughs> yeah, what was that? I don't think that hurt you. Let's say that shit one more time. Welcome to Go Jeff Yourself. This week, we're talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife. My name is Jeff, and I finally saw Willie Nelson live, and I wish I hadn't. My name is Jess, and as a little kid, I thought a Pinocchio toy that I had was possessed. That's creepy. Why did you think it was possessed? Did its nose grow on its own? No, it was a stuffed animal that was at my grandma's house. Or not a stuffed animal because it's a little boy. It's, it's a real boy. It's a real boy. <laughs> I, I was terrified of the Chucky movie back in the day. Like when I was really, really young, I thought it was the scariest like commercial I've ever seen in my life. So anything that was a toy that had eyes, I thought it was possessed watching me. Nice. And I once... I put the toy down somewhere, you know, in the basement at the grandma's house. And then I went back downstairs and it was in a different place. And I was like, nope, never going in this basement again. (laughs) This toy is possessed to this day. Maybe my cousins went down there and moved it. I don't know, but it was possessed. Pinocchio possessed toy. So three follow ups to your story. My brother was also very afraid of Chucky to the point where it could be midday on like a Sunday afternoon and it's bright and sunny. And I would walk up to him and just say, Chucky. And he would like scream on the top of his lungs because he was just afraid of him that much. Um, The other thing is I started watching that Chucky TV show. Ooh, Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Oh, so I started watching, I watched the first episode and that's where I will stop because it is bad. I don't know why it's so difficult to make something so simple, so hard. I mean, a lot of reboots just, they don't have the heart of the original. This, this, I mean, it's a, it skips over the reboot. So it's like a continuation of the original timeline or whatever. Um, it's Still just, bad, it's bad. Right? It, it's really bad. That's disappointing. And it, it, I know. I was so excited because I was like, this, this has a chance to be campy, which it, there's like one brutal death in the first episode. That's really funny in like the way that Chucky should be. But other than that, it's, just, it's so cringy bad. Um, and well, then the third thank thing. Thank you for saving me. Cause now I don't need yeah, to watch you it. Don't even bother. I, I just, I deleted the other seven episodes. Um, the other thing is that my house is, was built in the 1920s and the floors in two of the rooms, like closer to the wall are uneven. And I didn't know that when we bought the house, but like once we set up our dining room table and I was sitting down, I was like, this doesn't feel right. I feel like I'm not in the right place. Um, and my daughter has this doll that she puts in like a toy stroller and there's the nothing <laughs> there's nothing creepy about it but my wife was in the li- life was in the living room and all of a sudden it rolled towards her and she's like just, it just rolled towards me i was nope. like our house is uneven it's not it's not possessed but it was is just it? It, it, i don't know could be <laughs> nope i mean my daughter does point into nothingness and stare at things and ah. like just interact with nothing but babies just do that cuz they're they're learning how to be human yeah, uh, still you can't help, it, but like you can't help but think like, you know what? What if I just put this in a box and never opened it again? Like yeah. this doll does not need <laughs> to be here. <laughs> we named uh, if there is a ghost in our house, the potential ghost. We named it Ning Ning. 
because that's one of the sounds that my daughter makes in her baby babble that Aww. we just say back to her. We're like, ning, ning. I was like, hey, what about ning, ning? And she goes, a ning, 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 ning. A ning, 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 ning. Ning, ning. Ning, ning. Baby names that's for great. things are great. I used to call my pacifier my yaya. And I asked ah. my mom, why did I call it a yaya? And she's like, I used, you used to just cry all the time. So I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just throw the pacifier in your mouth. That's very tri-state area mm-hmm. mothering right there. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pacifier. And that was Suck my yaya. Suck on this, baby. Uh, yeah. So I, yeah, I got I forgot into your Willie. Fun pa- I for- totally forgot yeah, your fun fact. I got into Willie Nelson like a few years ago where I was like, heavily got into his discography. Um, and then in like 2019, I was like, let me see if he's going on tour. And it was like a week ago. He came to Connecticut. And I was like, oh man, I missed him. I'll go see him next year in 2020. Well, that didn't happen. Uh, and then like, and when things were a little better in 2021, I think he canceled his tour because he got sick. And I was like, this dude's going to oh, die. No. I'm never going to get to see him live. <laughs> oh, no. So he he came to Connecticut and tickets were like 30 bucks. It was an outdoor venue in Bridgeport. So I was like, Dan, do you want to go see Willie Nelson with me? And he's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. That's fine. We'll go see Willie Nelson. So uh, we go see him and it's it's just a concert event. You know, there's some opening acts, some better than others. Um the, the real funny part, though, there's this guy that opened for him called Billy Strings, who's like a stoner jam band bluegrass okay. band, which I did not dig. But the crowd definitely did. Oh, um, man. And they were very loud and they played for almost an hour and Dan slept through the entire thing. <laughs> it was very funny. I think I um, saw the picture that you posted yeah, I was, online. Yeah, I was taking <laughs> selfies of... Dan sleeping while a very loud band played in like an arena that had the worst acoustics ever. It was just ear piercingly bad. Oh, that's so Um, disappointing. And then Willie Nelson comes out and we're like, yeah, Willie Nelson, you know, he's like 89 years old. Let's see what this guy, he comes out with like two albums a year. They're mostly good. He just released a live album on Record Store Day I got. And it's Willie Nelson and family. So he's got people coming out playing with him. He's got his sons, his Cousin, I think one of his sisters just died. All these people. He comes out and there's only three people. One of his son and then two other players or three other players. And he's got trigger. And I'm like, oh man, like, look at that guitar. It's iconic. And he, he like strums it once and it sounds like dog shit. It it was at the Hartford health uh, amphitheater, which was the old uh, bluefish stadium that they converted into a concert venue. I've never heard of that venue. Yeah, it, it was a it's a baseball field that they just like put a roof on and the oh. acoustics are trash. Um but it oh my his playing was so stiff and just like the guitar sounds like absolute shit. Um it was Dan and I like one second and looked at each other and we we're like, "Oh boy, this is bad." And he's like, "This is why I will never see Bob Dylan live." <laughs> yeah, um, I couldn't name I, a single Willie Nelson song, but like he's iconic in his image and just yeah. looking at him, I could kind of guess what his music sounds like. Yeah, like on the road again, you know, th- that kind of stuff. It's yeah. just like old school outlaw country. And, you know, now he's he's all about, he's always been about weed, but he's a lot more open about it now, you know. Um, just very strange. He warmed up a little bit. His voice was pretty good the whole time, but the guitar playing was stiff. And it was just, he was just straight to the point. Play a two minute song right into the next one. <laughs> No bullshitting between his son played a couple songs that were like just his songs that were like, not great. Um, 
So like, yeah, whatever. I got to see Willie Nelson, checked it off the list. Never you know, see your heroes. Yeah, it would have been better if I didn't. If I was just like, oh man, I wish I got to see how good this guy was in this prime. Because now like, I'm more upset that I waited this long. That's how um, I feel about The Damned. But, like, I only got into them like a couple of years ago. And I'm like, man, I wish they I must could. be old now. Oh yeah, they're playing with Blondie. Or they were playing with Blondie this past <gasps> summer. And I was like, man, I should go. And I saw they're playing at the casino. I'm like, I'm not spending... 200 plus dollars to see a yeah, band that right. is not in their prime i'm just gonna imagine in my head what it would have been like to see them in their prime like yeah this was 30 bucks had it been 50 oh, i would have been like 30 bucks nah. but then i spent like 30 bucks on food like shitty venue food so whatever oh you gotta bring that food in you gotta sneak it in somehow <laughs> i i smuggled the sausage in my underpants <laughs> oh man but that's a bummer yeah, it, it was an experience. It happens. I mean, the photo of Dan alone sleeping during a concert. <laughs> it was so funny. One of the funniest parts, too, is because, like, I don't know why, because I didn't care about that band, so I could have just went to the bathroom during it. But, like, kind of when they were done, I was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom before Willie Nelson plays. So I go and I come back, and there's this really old couple next to us, you know, like late 70s. And Dan was like, I made a friend. This lady next to me leaned over and was like, I'm jealous. I wish I could have slept during that because this morning I had a colonoscopy and I didn't sleep well last night. I love this crowd. He played like two songs and he was gone. The crowd was weird. It was a very strange crowd, Um, you know, because it was outdoors and it's Willie Nelson and we're in Connecticut. There were people just openly smoking weed Um, and there was like families like little kids, like really old people. Yeah. Hippie. There were people selling um, whippets and balloons in the parking lot. That's the kind of crowd this was. Oh. Oof. So I was like, I want to go. My arthritis hurts. <laughs> well, you're with the right crowd. I went to uh, a concert or a show. We call them shows. Most people think of them as concerts, but if you grew up in like yeah, the hardcore if- punk scene, everything's a show. Going to the show. I went, no matter how I went big to this, this concert at the local American Legion. Exactly. So I, one time. Not, <laughs> Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry I'm cutting you off, but I was in a band in high school and our friend Dan Holloway, um, we were trying to get the show at, in, sorry, a concert in um, <laughs> West Haven. It was like a youth center was putting on a show at the Masonic Temple and we had to like go there and bring them a demo, which was kind of weird. So we go there and then around the corner, my dad was a regular at this Italian restaurant. So we go in there, we're sitting at the bar, we get some food and this lady was like, you know, my dad told him like, oh, my son's here because his band's going to play this concert. And she's like, what kind of bands do you like? And I was like, probably none, you know. And she thought I meant like big bands. So she's asking me about big bands, like, you know, swing music and shit. Ooh. And I'm like, oh, you know, yeah, I like horns and strings. And those are those are fun instruments. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was very funny. She just thought that concert like I was a real musician and not just playing power chords for <laughs> 20 minutes at a Masonic temple on a Tuesday night with a Nirvana cover band with an eight year old bass player. Oh, <laughs> see, I love I love. All, all right. So, so, yeah, yeah you, were, so you were going to shows, I'm going to shows. And I'm like, I feel so old now. I went to a concert in New York to see Amiel and the Sniffers. They're from Australia. I'm pumped. Nice. I'm wearing my punk vest. My friend is with me. We're practically matching, both wearing our punk vests. We stood out in that crowd. Nobody else looked like us. We looked like for, the old For Amo and the Sniffers? Really? I don't know what it is. The youth of today <laughs> look nothing like how we looked. 
We, I, I would assume God, that they, they have out. a certain aesthetic in the crowd, unless they're all just like wearing car hearts and have mustaches and wire glasses. Yes to that. But also there was people dressed like they were going to the club. Like it was. Well, that's New York City. You'll see yeah. that. I've seen that at Weird Al shows. I'm like, why is that happening? Like, where's your Hawaiian shirt? Who took you here? It was the strangest. It was the strangest feeling. I was like, oh, my God, I am that older person at a show standing in the back. With well, that's because uni- uniforms change. So you were yeah. like wearing your World War II uniform on Veterans Day when the old people come to the school and they sit down and you have to like clap for them and stuff. Exactly. That's you. You but put on like, your old fatigues. Nobody like wanted to talk to us. <laughs> it was the strangest feeling. I finally felt Well, that's old. good. I don't like talking to people. People try to talk to me like, no, thank you. <laughs> that's how I mostly am. My friend, she's the she had like four people come up and just shake her hand randomly. Like... Yeah, that's a story for another day. Like it was the weirdest. It was the weirdest day in New York City. But anyways, we're not talking about shows. Now, speaking about getting old, (laughs) (laughs) we are talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife. This is not like a a talk me into segment, I guess. I mean, we both haven't seen it. That's kind of the point of this. I've just been putting it off for some reason. Um, I don't I don't know why, because like I've wanted to see it. I was pumped for the trailer. I haven't really heard anything about it. I didn't hear any spoilers. Um, Haven't heard anything good or bad. So that just to me means like, it's fine. Um, So my history with Ghostbusters is that I fuck with it hard. You know, (laughs) Ghostbusters came out before I was born. But when I was small, the cartoon, the real Ghostbusters came out. And that's kind of what, you know, me and my friends, we had all the toys. And, you know, they were still making like... I wasn't rich enough to have the proton pack or the trap, but my friends were. So, you know, we all took turns using those. Like one would use the proton pack. One would uh, use the trap and go around and catch not ghosts because they're not real. Or are they little doll that rolls around my living room in my tilted house? Dude, my Pinocchio stuffed thing. Like, I swear to God, it moved. It moved. I don't know why. I, I don't know how. But yeah. So... I'm a so, little bit younger than you, so I never watched the cartoon. I remember watching the movies on TV, and mm-hmm. like um, my dad used to like record VHS tapes, and I would watch the recordings, like the shitty recordings with the commercials in them and did, stuff like that. Did your dad also fall asleep on the remote control and record the 11 o'clock news over your favorite movies like The Land Before Time? No, my dad <laughs> was very skilled at making sure that he captured all the right things he would go he he would uh record over the commercials too which i appreciate because if you go back years later you're like wow that pizza hut commercial was the bomb oh yeah the first time the first time i saw back to the future not on my vhs tape i was like but where's the toyota commercial and the commercial for the news about the killer that got away Mm -hmm. fascinating like i love all that retro stuff and i wouldn't say like i'm a super fan of the Ghostbusters, I appreciate it. I loved watching as a kid, but in preparing to watch Afterlife, I rewatched the first film and the second film, and I remembered mm-hmm. almost nothing. But I was wow, happy okay. to watch it again. I've seen them so many times, the first two, that I didn't watch those in preparation for this because, like, I know what happens. You know, after the, when the cartoon came out, I kind of got really into it in my late teens, early 20s when they came out on Blu-ray again. Because, like, I had seen them. I enjoy them. I like them. I watch them all the time. 
Um, but then when the Blu-rays came out, I was like, yeah, these are great. I'm going to watch them all the time. And then in the late 2000s, they came out with a video game just called like Ghostbusters, a video game. And it was kind of like the third movie. The entire cast was back, like playing their their roles. And there was a storyline and it followed all the other stuff. And, you know, for years, Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis and Ivan Reitman were trying to make a third one. But Bill Murray's like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do like Ghostbusters yeah. in Hell was the, the move. Yeah, I know. Right. And then he has to wait until Harold Ramis dies to to come back. But we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. But um, so, yeah. So to me, it's always been like the first two, the video game, the the 2016 movie was just dreadful. Uh, it was I so bad. I 100% agree with you. Like, I remember enough of the films to know that I thought they were funny. I loved the, watching them as a kid. I don't retain a lot of the memories like that someone like maybe your age remembers because it was probably bigger in your life than it was in mine. Mm-hmm. But that 2016 movie was not good. And yeah, I, I think cancel that... me, internet. I don't care. It wasn't <laughs> Ooh, good. Cancel me, Ghostbusters. It wasn't good. It just answer wasn't. Answer the call. No, and there, there are many problems with it. I think the thing they could have done that would have made it a lot easier of a pill to swallow was instead of making it a reboot and not connected at all to anything, just make it a sequel. You could have been like, oh, this is this is 30 years later and the franchise is still going, but yeah. they didn't do that. So it made even less sense. It was just a bad movie. It took me about three tries to get through it one time because I kept falling asleep or just got completely bored with it. Very bad movie. So then a few years later, they say that... Um, you know, they come out with the teaser and you see the Ecto-1 mm-hmm. and it, you're like, oh shit, it's directed by um, Ivan Reitman's son. Jason Reitman. Jason Reitman, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so there's there's this, uh, you know, it, it's continuing on. It, it's based on like Dan Aykroyd's story, um, you know, given that Harold Ramis has passed on. Yes. Um, and this was supposed to come out in like 2020, kept getting pushed back because of COVID, I believe. Delayed four times. I thought it was twice. Yeah. They kept pushing it back from July 2020 to November 2021. Mm -hmm. Um, So quite a while, which which is fine. Um, Because I didn't watch it until 2022. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't rush to the theater to see it. Because I think I was so turned off by the 2016 movie. And anything that's a reboot or... Something that comes out like 30 years later, I'm like, man, can't just a good thing just lay and be done? Just right. let it be and, done. And I didn't know I didn't know how much involvement the original cast would have in this. I assumed maybe like a cameo, they'd pop up or make a quick reference. But the movie starts out and you're seeing, but uh, you see this like faceless guy who kind of resembles Egon. And you're like, all right, this is 150% Egon. Um, well, yeah, because he's. Yeah. They're not showing his face for a reason. Exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, um, they wanted to be respectful. Or did they? (laughs) So so you see him. He's trying to catch some ghosts and uh, his his booby traps fail. He's in like a field and very quickly in the movie within the first five minutes, a ghost takes Mr. Spangler to the afterlife. The titular afterlife. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I thought the beginning was great. It immediately drew me in. I'm like, all right, where are they? What are they doing? What's happening? Yeah. And then I was like, why aren't they in New York City? 
Yeah, I felt that too. So like I got it and I'm like, okay, this takes place somewhere else. Egon moved on. He's in this other place. But throughout the movie, like, you know, the first two, like New York is a character. I hate to be I, that guy. No, but I like am, New York is central person. to the story. And I know like the Ghostbusters is a franchise and they could have, you know, like uh, outposts anywhere. But it just, it felt like this should have been in New York. 100% um, agree. And the other thing too, like this is a, a darker intro compared to like the other movies <laughs> that are more playful and silly, but I'm like, okay, that's fine. We get this intro. But to me, Ghostbusters is a comedy first and mm-hmm. it's a comedy with funny supernatural elements. Even the supernatural stuff was never spooky. It was exactly more playful weird creepy but like the ghosts are usually funny even like the grotesque isn't really like trying to give you nightmares there's no jump scares or not many yeah i was gonna say i think i remember the ghostbusters one when they're in the library and like it's like that ghost library lady just floating around and then uh yeah. dan Aykroyd's character walks up to it and then it turns into this weird creepy ghost with like weird ass teeth and like scares the hell out of him and they run out of the library that I remember scaring me. Yeah, as a kid, I could totally see that. Yeah, um, but definitely but this, more humor. Like, I mean, Bill Murray yeah. opened up the first movie like shocking college students. Well, shocking only the boys and not the women. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and this throughout most of it felt more like it was trying to be a spooky or supernatural movie. Still, kind of lighthearted, not like yeah. gruesome or anything, but with forced com- comedy forced into it. And the comedy didn't really pay off throughout the entire movie. Um, it wasn't like cringe. Well, there were cringy parts. Certain characters were very cringy. Yeah. Um, podcasts in particular. Worst thing. Really? I didn't hate them. Um, just you say Finn Wolfhart's about... character was cringy to me. Uh, they all were. The, the the only character that wasn't really was Phoebe. I think that... If, I loved her. I thought if, she was perfect playing... Um, is it a spoiler that uh, she's the granddaughter of? No, uh, I mean Spangler? we're talking about it. We don't have to talk yeah, about Egon. it in order. We're not giving like a. We're not reading the fucking Wikipedia. We're just giving our. Yeah. Um. Thoughts I thought on it. she was fantastic. So her name is a uh, what the hell's her name? McKinney something. McKenna Grace. McKenna Grace as Phoebe Spangler and Finn Wolfhard as Trevor Spangler. Mm-hmm. And uh, the teacher is Paul Rudd Gru- Gruberson. What a great last name. Gary Gruberson. Gruberson. Yeah. Well, yes. Ghostbusters has terrible names, you know? They really are. I th- I have been practicing since yesterday and this morning how to pronounce these damn last names from the original <laughs> cast. I'm like, these are... And I think they yeah. even make fun of it in <laughs> at the end of this movie. Bill... Mm, well, maybe there's a spoiler. Spoiler alert. Bill yeah, Murray even makes fun I'll of the... It. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Makes like fun of the names. Spangler, Vankman, Stance, Zedmore. Yeah, um, terrible. Yeah, so I don't remember because, like, I was trying to place this right. So, Ghostbusters two came out in like eighty nine or ninety, um, and this movie was supposed to come out in twenty twenty. So that's that's about thirty something years. And yeah. then Spangler has a daughter who has two children, like twelve and fifteen. So she's got to be easily forty. Yeah. I don't remember him having kids in nope. the. They make no mention ones. of it. Which is fine. It doesn't have to. I, but but the thing is, it doesn't. I would say it doesn't matter. But the actual years matter in the plot mm-hmm. when they go down in the cave and they show all the years. 
um, like 1984, and then yeah, it wasn't added up to me. Yeah, it, that didn't make sense. And Carrie Coon, who plays Callie Spangler, mm-hmm. she was born in 1981, so she is <laughs> she, she was, was like she 40 was a, when this came out. Yeah, and she had to have been around for the first movie, like as a baby. Yeah, and she was not. No, which but but huh. wait, but they never say who the kid's dad is in the movie. Which I'm okay with. It's kind I'm of I'm fine with it. It's filler story that you don't really need. No, it doesn't matter. But they mention the dad. They just never say who it is. So maybe in a sequel, which this actually I did look it up. This is getting a sequel coming out next it December. Is. So I wonder we'll if see the... if we're excited for that at the end of this. We'll still see yeah. if we were talked into it, I guess. Um, well, I mean, there was a baby in the second movie. There was. So <laughs> dun, that's what dun, I'm dun. thinking. So, <laughs> um, and like, I was, I was kind of, we're like 40 minutes into the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And other than the intro, and I think maybe at this point, no, at that point there were no ghosts. There was like no ghosts at all. There was for so long. Well, there was ghosts, but it was just like a light moving. Yeah, like yeah. Like it and that's, was that's, uh, the chessboard game that was being played between. Yeah, that's uh, Egon. What the heck, uh, Phoebe and uh, Ghost? Question Egon, maybe because there's. Yeah, no, I feel like 100%. they're trying not to say that it's his ghost. Like they're trying right, to kind right. of keep it a mystery, but I'm like, eh, obviously, like the girl is acting just like him. She well, acting is, just but, like him. Plus, she also yeah. said, "I, you know, I was talk or Grandpa helped me." Um, another part, like way later in the movie, she's like, "How come you didn't tell me my grandpa was Egon Spangler?" Like, dude, <laughs> your your last name is Spangler. Well, no, their and, last name wouldn't be Spangler. It would be whoever the baby daddy is. But they're credited as Spangler. Like, that's who they are in the movie. That's why it also doesn't... I mean, it, not that it doesn't make sense. There's plenty yeah. of cases where, you know, the father's not in the picture and they take the mom's last name. But that's their character names are Phoebe and Trevor mm-hmm. and Callie Spangler. And maybe... I don't know why, because, like, you know, she wrote her dad off, too. So who knows? Who knows what's going on here? She's got daddy issues. Hardcore. Mama's yeah. got Can you daddy blame issues. her, though? <laughs> He was absent in their lives. <laughs> yeah, they really were hitting on that. So I wanted to know why. So I went to IMBD and I looked at the trivia. So the daughter of Harold Ramis um, wrote a book, Daughter of a Ghostbuster. And the okay. director had the actress, um, Carrie Coon, and what the heck, uh, McKenna. McKenna? McKenny? McKenna? It looks like McKenna to me. McKenna, I'm looking at it the... The director had them read that book to base their characters off of his real life daughter, too. Okay. So it seemed like this movie was made from a lot of like background story and a lot of heart. So I'll give, you know, I got to think about that when I'm watching this and going right. back and rewatching it. And I want to talk more about Finn Wolfhard of Stranger Things. <laughs> like... I like his characters in most of the movies. I thought he was great in it. I love him in he Stranger plays, Things. He plays the same character. All right, we had a we had a little bit of a, a recording hiccup, some technical difficulties, but we're talking about Finn Wolfhard, Stranger Things, Cash Grab, all that. Anything that has to do with the 1980s, Finn Wolfhard is going to be in it. <laughs> yes, yes, he will be. 
hundred percent. And it's definitely it's like a, you get uh, the younger a Ronald Reagan biopic. <laughs> Ronald Reagan biopic Finn played Wolfhard. by Finn Wolf. Hundred percent. We gotta get one for the Gipper. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I just don't. I really want to like his character in movies, but it takes me right out because he's so beloved in Stranger Things. Yeah, and, and he kind of he didn't, didn't need to be do anything this. here. The thing he did here, like, so you're a 15 year old from New York or a city. I I don't I don't know if they were in New York, um, and you just know how to fix a car, like a, a 60 year old car, um, yeah, and get, that's been sitting there. Like that car is not going to run, sir. Um, and he drove it pretty well. For that was kind of his whole point license, in the movie. Yeah, like three times they say. Uh, yeah, that. That I felt was just so pushed. He didn't need to be a character in this movie. They didn't no, need he, to have he the didn't. older brother. I think that the Phoebe would have been fine on her own and it would Perfect. have been a much better movie. Um, so yeah, the, the the plot of the movie, if you haven't seen it and you want to know, you don't care about spoilers, is that Egon ghosts <laughs> um, <laughs> the rest of the Ghostbusters and his family. He moves out to Oklahoma because he finds out that um, every every so many years... There's like this this uh, hidden temple there, and uh, Gozer's coming back. You know, Gozer from Ghostbusters that they interacted <laughs> with in 1984, and he's Flat doing top. everything. He, yeah, he's doing everything he can to like keep this portal from hell like in check, and to make sure that the ghosts aren't released into the world. And he's a little crazy, like end of the world kind of guy, but he's also right. Um, and as the movie goes on, you see that the characters find out he's he's right. He's more right. He's more right. Revelation um, six twelve, yes. the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. So, but I was what I was saying right before we talked about Finney Fresh over there is that um, the ghosts. Like, I was at least expecting a Slimer cameo. There was no Slimer. There was Thank another you. blue guy that was Muncher, uh, voiced by Josh Gad. According to the credits, so Who's whatever. That? Who cares? I don't know. I was thinking like I I was when I'm watching this. I was before they they showed like the temple and the portal to hell, and we found out what was going on. I was like, from all the years of ghost busting, Egon has come to you know the middle of the country where there's less people, and he put all of like the the ghosts that he was keeping there um, for storage. And he was just trying to maintain that so they don't get out. That's what I thought. So I was yeah. like, something's going to happen. The earthquakes are like the traps opening or the containment unit failing. And Slimer's going to come out. I'm going to be like, oh, shit, my dude, what's up, Slimer? Uh, we don't get that. So there's not many silly ghosts. There's a ghost where uh, Gary, the teacher, Gary Goober, Blatt, whatever his name was. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Um, he's <laughs> Paul a seismologist. Rudd Paul Rudd. Yeah, and, and Phoebe's like, I'm smart. I'm 12. I know everything in the world. And then there's this, this little kid that's in her class, and his name is Podcast because he records a podcast. And it's like, you know, we're recording a podcast now. It's pretty cringy. It's not like it's top quality. It's corny. We think we're more important or we have more self-worth than other people that don't podcast. That's just, you just need that to be a, a podcaster. Just like in order to run for president, you have to be a piece of shit. Like you have to have narcissism to do something like that. Um, but like, I don't know. These guys are like, they make media for a living. They make entertainment. 
the the podcast stereotype is so annoying. Just walking around with big headphones and a yeah. big microphone. Not one person on the planet Earth does that. I believe his character was supposed to be kind of like riffing or mirroring, um, mirroring off of uh, Dan Aykroyd's character. That's the yeah, no, the, yeah, the parallels are there. So you got mm-hmm. the you got Egon is Phoebe, and then you got him as Ray Stance, and then I guess I don't know. I don't know who's who's Bill Murray. Finn Wolfhard is Bill Murray. Apparently not, because I I went on the trivia yeah. and I'm like, All yeah, right, no, it doesn't I make any this sense. Out. Finn Wolfhard's supposed to be the Winston character, like working with his hands and stuff like that. I didn't get any of that. I I didn't pick up on that at all. So his girlfriend or whatever, his wannabe girlfriend, <laughs> is the the zany doctor. I don't know. Um, yeah, his wannabe lucky girlfriend. That's her name, Lucky. Who. I thought would have a bigger role in this. Like she, I feel like a lot of her scenes got cut. I feel she, like that whole thing didn't need to be here. Like her dad being the sheriff didn't, didn't do any. So I thought she was going to use that to go into the police station and get the equipment back. But instead podcast uses the trap and uses the ghost muncher to munch out of there and just reach in. Like a yes. lot of this just as a movie was pretty dumb. Um, well, like let's go back to how they catch muncher which looks like yeah. the that thing that can survive in space like that tiny little like the tiniest animal or whatever uh, in the universe that water can, bear water yeah bug? like the water bear i forgot it looks, what it's called yeah whatever it is it looks just like that it kind of looks like a mix of slime and an old man <laughs> with like lots of arms yeah yeah it I, does yeah yeah i didn't i didn't hate it i wish it was slime i'm not gonna lie i yeah, think they I wanted to go in the direction of creating a new lovable character that they can sell to younger generations. He wasn't wasn't lovable lovable like Slimer. No, he was just, I don't know. And and that's the thing with the ghost. Like, so we get the first ghost, we get him, we get the other ghost that comes out in the schoolyard when they're trying to open up the trap. Yeah. And then it goes to the temple that triggers everything from happening. And then other than that, you have a few ghosts like in the, in the ice cream shop or whatever, you know, like the skeleton that looked like the taxi driver ghost. Yep. Um, you have a couple ghosts flying around and, and Ghostbusters answer the call or I think that's what they subtitled the the last shitty reboot. You had like a million ghosts and that was too much. Yeah. And in this, you didn't have enough. You got to have the right the right ghost ratio. The balance think, of ghosts is off. Yeah, I think they wanted to go with the more practical effects. They wanted to use stuff that they were doing back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. So that costs money and it takes time. Some it of just the, didn't. It didn't hit the same way as the original ghost. Like did. the key holder and the gatekeeper, those beasts. When they were in the Walmart, part of it looked practical, but it was mostly I actually, CG. I actually loved the dogs, the terror dogs in this. Yeah. No, I, so did I. The I Stay thought that Puff was one of the best like, ghosts. Looks. They, they were they were fun. There was like I don't know. It was kind of corny and they looked kind of cheesy because it wasn't practical. And I guess that's just what I was hoping for. But so, there were some funny things like they're impaling themselves and blending <laughs> themselves up. Sure, that was funny. The marshmallows were my least favorite part of this movie. Yeah, yeah, and I Did mean, not just need the, to be there. The product placement. Well, I mean, I get product placement. I understand it's in movies, but just the the bright contrast of Walmart and Baskin Robbins, which Paul Rudd must be yeah so <laughs> i think the walmart was to... actually smart 
for the reason of they're in the middle of nowhere, there's nothing else out there but a Walmart. Yeah, and no, is 100% no, I get it. True. So I'm okay with the it. Walmart, but the giant wall of Baskin Robbins. I was like, all right, this is a little much. I've never seen Baskin Robbins ice cream like that in a store in my no, me life. either. My my life was like, I want that. I want to go to that Walmart. <laughs> um, but yeah, how they caught Muncher, I enjoyed that whole scene. That whole scene. Them figuring out how to work the proton pack, how to catch him with the new um, ghost trap. So I did think it was clever to put it on a remote control. I like that. That was that was fun. That was thumbs up. I thought that was a great update to the classic uh, tools of the 80s that they used. I had to look up all the names of these things. There's ghost trap. There's the PKE meter. I thought that looked great. I thought they were keeping that original... Yeah, they, they used it well, too, when you you knew that Egon was around because it was going off. And, like, when they when Egon first gets grabbed by the ghost and then it goes under the chair and you see it, that was a really good way to show that, you know, mm-hmm. he's dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he did. There were so many things that I'm like, the littlest things that they did and the little Easter eggs, I was like, love it. Love it. I'm here for it. I did Give too. I w- they they incorporated like the original soundtrack a little bit into the score. I wish they did a little bit more with the incidental yeah, music. Um, definitely. Well, let's let's just get to the big the big boys. What do you think about the return of the Ghostbusters, the original team, including Ghost Egon? I'm trying not to be super negative. Uh, Twenty years too late. <laughs> yeah, I I agree with that, but. Yeah. I think so when she was first of all, they arrested like a 12 year old and put her in jail, which was silly. And she Very gets a silly. phone call and she calls uh, Ray. Who are you going to call? Yeah, she called the <laughs> Ghostbusters and he answered the call and he's running in a cult bookstore. And I thought that was pretty cool. Um, well, that was a callback to the second one. Uh, Ghostbusters yes. 2. Yep. Loved yeah. it. Check. <laughs> <laughs> Check it off. So I did like that. I And I was like, this is the cameo. This is what's going to happen. This is his only scene in the movie. But then when they get disconnected and you see the look on his face, I was like, all oh, right, they're showing he's up. Going he is back. Assembl- he's going back. He's coming. He's going to assemble his team. Go so the, the other thing I didn't, didn't make sense to me, right? He's on the phone with her and he's, it's just an info dump. And he's saying everything that happened with Egon. You know, he, he left, he took all of their proton packs, all of the, all of the traps, all of their uniform. He took everything with with them, everything. and he left them dry. What an asshole! And then, what a complete <laughs> fucking jerk that Egon is. So then, <laughs> you see in his house, he has all the costumes. The kids are wearing like the you know suits that forty year old men wore, but they fit on twelve year old girls. So they're wearing the suits. Yeah. <laughs> they have the proton packs. They have all the equipment. They have all that stuff. But then, when Bill Murray. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson show up. They also have the equipment. Yep, they're wearing like, their I, same suits with their. Well, and I know that Egon set up yeah. the the traps in the proton packs in that temple too. Mm-hmm. So like there were extra, but it, Ray implied that everything he took was taken. everything. Yeah, and it looked like he did take everything because how many proton packs did he make? They were all there, right? like being used in the temple. There were four of them, and yeah, then there, there, there was were the more one, in his basement. And then there were three in the temple, and I thought, no, because they didn't take one from the temple. I don't know how many they were, because at one point, the girlfriend and Phoebe both had the pack. Yes. When Gozer came back, um, played by Olivia Wilde, by the way. I did not know that. 
Yeah, I could tell from that face. I'm like, I know that face. So yeah, the face was Olivia Wilde, and then they got face, some yeah. uh, some dancer to do the body work. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when when the um, the the dogs took o- they possessed Paul Rudd and the mom. Um, my life never saw Ghostbusters before, which mm-hmm. is crazy to me. And it blows my mind too. And when she's sitting in the chair and the kids are like, mom, I was like, there is no mom. There is only Zool. And then yes! she said that. I was yes! like, did I write this? <laughs> well, that's what she's uh, Sigourney Weaver, who my beloved Sigourney Weaver from Alien, Aliens and the Ghostbusters. I love her character in Ghostbusters. <laughs> the mom does not compare to Sigourney Weaver. I'm sorry. No. At the in There's the end no credits. Heart. When they they showed all the credits and they were like and Sigourney Weaver, I was like, where the fuck was Sigourney? And then she shows up on the screen. And then she I was shows like, oh, up. That's pretty good. That's pretty. I'm good like, the oh, they, they did, did it. They, yeah. It made me happy. I thought that was my my favorite part of the movie. What, I mean, I I love the nostalgia hit for me as soon as Janine showed up. I was like, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? Yeah, but it was she was like helping out Egon and stuff. And then mm-hmm. I mean, in the post credit scene, we're jumping all around, but you find out that like, you know. Winston is like this this big corporate tycoon and he's been helping Ray stay afloat and funding things. So maybe he paid for the proton packs, but like I thought they were hard to make. So I don't know. But I'm happy to I mean, see that his character is getting more appreciation in these films because I've always he he was always one of my favorite. Like even in the game, I would always little. play I would always play Winston in the, yeah. the game. Well behind the scenes, um before even deciding to do this topic, I was listening to like Wizards and the Bruisers and they did like a few episodes on Ghostbusters. And the Winston character had so much more backstory that they cut out in the original films. Like they did him dirty. Because I think he was supposed dirty. to be played. I think he was supposed to be played by someone more famous that backed out. So mm-hmm. I'm sure they just, you know, wanted to write for their friends, which is because yeah. Bill Murray wasn't even supposed to be. And I think it was supposed to be um, John Belushi. Yes. So they just did his character so dirty. They did. They cut a ton of scenes with him. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be like this Marine with like this crazy backstory and show off his skills more. So I'm happy to see that he's going to, it seems like he's going to be involved in more films, possibly. I'd yeah. like that. And the other I, thing, when when Ray says that the firehouse was an old Starbucks, lies. but then he walks into the firehouse, lies. it wasn't a Starbucks. It was just an abandoned firehouse. Well, since Winston's now like a career CEO dude, maybe he laid off all the Starbucks workers no. and <laughs> told them get lost because they tried to unionize. <laughs> so once once I saw that scene, that's when I went online to see if there would be a sequel. Because I was like, if they're teasing this and there's no sequel, I am going mm-hmm. to be very mad. Um, but yeah, I, it, it's weird. Like the first third of the movie was kind of slow. Um, mm-hmm. The last third of the movie I thought was a lot better. It's kind of exactly what I would expect the movie to be. Mm-hmm. It like met my expectations. Um, even, even the ghost Egon, which... I thought was done in good taste. I didn't hate it. I it, honestly got emotional. I thought like, it was really beautiful. When when she was holding the proton pack and oh. all of a sudden the ghost hand, I was like. <gasps> like, dude, I, I felt teary eyed. I really, I was like, oh my God, this is so sweet. And then the, the original Ghostbusters look over and see the ghost of him. And they just kind of give that little, like that little smile and nod. 
I was and like, oh my sass. God. And yeah. it's like, it's kind of weird he didn't talk, but like, also okay I get it. it. Yeah. Because I don't, don't think want any of the other ghosts generated. talk. Uh, not they? really. They they make sounds, but I don't they think they They make sounds. Talk. I don't think they really talk. But there's and also it, not many human taken... ghosts. Yeah, they probably could have done like one of those computer... There's enough of like that man's acting career, uh, Harold Harold. Harold Remus's acting career in the other movies. There's probably enough that they could have done like a computer generated something, but I'm happy they didn't. It was yeah. very, it was a very special moment in the film. It was done nice. And the, the yeah. camera scrolled up and it said for Harold, oh. <coughs> excuse me. Yeah. It wasn't even the end of the movie. So I thought it was done in good taste. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What else, what, what else did you feel while watching this? Any other thoughts on it? We're, uh, we're jumping I, all around. I but. know it's, it's one of those movies where, like, I I've, I just want to keep going back to the things that I saw from the original in mm-hmm. this film, and that kind of that's kind of a bummer. Like, this should be its own unique film, and I just want more of the original. That's how I kind of felt from it. I thought Paul Rudd was great as Paul Rudd, but he's no Rick Moranis, and no, he plays no. the he plays the keymaster. When he was and- possessed, he was a little zanier, but I think Paul Rudd could have definitely pulled out a crazier act than he did. He kind of played the straight man that was just a fan of the original Ghostbusters. He played a super fan. (laughs) Well, he's like, I mean, it's real. Like, he's like the me, and the kids are like my wife, who I was like, Ghostbusters, what do you want? Um, And she's like, what? What's that? I didn't think of it that way. I was like, it's the Ecto-1. Yeah. Um, That's kind of like a good perspective of it, because that's really how it was. And... (sighs) I missed Mick. I I actually missed Rick Moranis. I was like, oh, I, I missed that nerdy. Hey guys, want to check out the party? <laughs> <laughs> I missed it. Um, I guess things that I loved was the nostalgia. I loved the terror dogs. I thought they looked great. They were the best looking did, ghosts yeah. of the film. I think so. Uh, the little Easter eggs. There were so many of them. I watched the Blu-ray and I watched uh, all the Easter eggs that were in it through that. Like. There was tons things I never would have picked out. Uh, that's fun to go back and look at from the original films and see how they pop up in this new film. Uh, Bill Murray when he hit the screen, man, that dude could do any like say anything, and it's funny. Yeah, and I like, hate him just, for just it. Him, He's such an just ass. Just him casually talking, I was <laughs> it's, like, it's funny. It's it was great. the three of them together were the most entertaining. I mean, obviously you knew Gozer was going to ask if they were a god. And then Ray pauses and they're like, Ray, come on. <laughs> and they're like, yes, we're all gods. All we're of all us are gods. gods. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was good. The tribute to Harold Remus, though, was really the clencher. That was, I never thought I liked, I never really cared for him. I never really knew him as an actor. I knew him from Ghostbusters. But I felt really emotional in those scenes. It, right. They did such a great job with that. And Phoebe played a younger female version of him perfectly. And in yeah. her IMBD, it says that she she's mostly known for portraying main characters as children. <laughs> and I'm like, A+. Plus. <laughs> really? Yeah. That, is, hold on, I'm looking right now. Uh, she was like in Handmaid's Tale. Uh, I don't recognize her from stuff, but... Oh, yeah, that... <laughs> Excuse me. That's what my wife said. She's like, I know her. She's in Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Um, I. Yeah. I thought she was fantastic. I loved her character. That they hit out of the park for me. Um, Sigourney Weaver at the end. Oh, she I, was. 
She was in The Haunting of Hill House. She played young Theo Crane. Um, okay. She's in Young Sheldon. <laughs> yeah. So she plays younger so, yeah. characters of the like main characters. Um, yeah. Things that I'm not stoked about. The casting of Finn Wolfhard. Uh, fell flat. They, he didn't need to be in the yeah. film. And it's weird. Not being filmed mom, in New York. Oh, go ahead. That too. Tonally, I think it was. It should have been more comedy based. But the mom felt like an actress from the '80s, even though she's like a couple years older than me. I don't know. Just like her look, the way she acted, it just felt more like a movie from the or an actress from the '80s. I don't know. Yeah, I she thought, wasn't afraid I thought she to was get fine. the sass. I thought she was good in her simplicity, but even when she was possessed, it was like she took on this new role. And I don't know. I think I think the cast overall was was good with the except like unnecessary sure um mm-hmm. like fan the whole spinners crew didn't need to be there um why did they keep flashing back to that burger restaurant is it no like idea. a hint from the tv like i thought maybe the cartoon or the video games it might they be. kept showing the sign and i'm like i there's don't also, get it there's also a ton of comics there there's a whole ghostbusters world that i'm just I never dove deep enough into yeah. to care about. There's Extreme Ghostbusters, which was a second cartoon series I was too old to give a shit about. <laughs> yeah. I felt the heart was there. And that's what I loved about the film, was the heart was there. But something was lacking. And I think it's because it was 20 years too late. Yeah. No, it, it definitely was 20 years too late. Um because that's pretty much the plot of the movie from 20 years ago. One of them dies. They go to hell to try to save him or something. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, I, I guess if, if we this were a Talk Me Into episode, I'd be talked into it. Um, I liked it enough to where I'm excited for the sequel. And if I was doing like a Ghostbusters marathon, I would watch the first two and then this. I feel exactly the same. I was talked. It was a. It would have to be a soft yes because it's soft, being yeah. very crucial. But also, if I was watching this as a little kid back, like if this came out one, two, three, and I was still young, I would love it. That I'm trying yeah. to look at it with that perspective. It does. The pacing is weird because like it's not paced like a Ghostbuster movie. Not at all. It's but a it's Disney paced, version. But it's paced like a movie from 30 years ago. It's, it's kind of like, like super a slow build. Yeah. Yeah, it's all the was, things you loved about the 80s, and it's in this film. Yeah. So, you know, it was fine. I liked it. I'm glad I watched it. Um, I would definitely I, consider it a continuum of the original story and canon. Oh, for sure. And, and I'm I'm really excited to see what happens next with the the main group. I'm, I doubt Bill Murray or Dan Aykroyd will have much to do with it other than, like, producing. But even if, even if we get, you know, Winston... Winston. I'm going to yeah. be stoked because I think he yeah, deserves I'll be, more I'll of his pumped. backstory to come out. He got robbed in the first two movies. Oh, he's 76. He does not look 76. They're all so old. I, Winston looks the best <laughs> out of all of them. Dan he Aykroyd. Does. I thought he was like maybe <laughs> maybe late 60s. Yeah. He's older than Bill Murray. Bill Murray's 72. Oh, man. Wow. He must have just I'm lived just, a clean I'm life. looking up people's ages. Yeah. And Dan Aykroyd is 70. He's the oldest one. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, my God. He looks fantastic. That's... Wiki Wild Wild West. Um, yeah. So that's Ghostbusters Afterlife. 
I'm glad we watched it. It wasn't very spooky, but it was it was a, a trip down memory lane while also being a, its own new thing. And I'm excited mm-hmm. to see where it goes. Maybe we have some more villains that uh, are not Gozer and that don't lean as heavily on nostalgia. And that's what I'm here for. Oh, you don't want them to bring back the slime goopy dude from the art painting in the second movie? What was his name? <laughs> uh, Vigo? Was it Vigo the Immortal or something? Who cares? No, we're dumb. I'm real dumb. <laughs> I, I don't remember writing it down. To, I watch these movies so many times. I know everything about them. Let's see. You know uh, they're going to bring his ass back. I want, I want the city of New York back. Let's bring 80s New York back in the next film. Vigo the Carpathian. That's what it was. Vigo the ah. Carpathian. I, but wasn't he in the... Didn't they do something He was not. It was... The, um, the last one? Maybe. I don't, it might I have don't been remember. an Easter egg. I don't remember. Who cares? That movie was trash. It was. Ooh, they lost over Cancel me, internet. Dollars. Cool. Cancel me. <laughs> Cancel me. I want to be canceled. <laughs> All right, well, that's an episode. Yay, we did it. We did another one. Woo! You can find Jess on Twitter, right? What's your What's your Twitter thing? I'm not going to look it up. It's Britva, M, B-R-I-T-V-A-M, Britva, M, on Twitter. Tweet at me. Nice. Tell me how wrong I am about the remake or reboot of shitty all-females Ghostbusters. <laughs> Which is a shame because half the cast was really good. Um, Fantastic casting. No chemistry. Not at all. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Jeff Yourself. You can find me on Instagram at Jeff underscore yourself because I can't get everything all the same thing. Uh, TikTok at Go Jeff Yourself. And every Thursday I have a YouTube show called So Discussions. It comes out. Uh, co-hosted by my buddy Dan and produced and all that stuff by little baby cousin Jimmy and our buddy Keith. And we drink sodas and we be be silly on the internet. And you can see my poor complexion and we don't wear makeup and it's just all rosacea all the time. And soda does not help that at all. But that's why we do it. It's more of a comedy show. Soda is just the rock in which we build our church. I watch it. It's pretty funny. And if you hate soda, you'll love this because you guys don't like soda either. <laughs> I The more we do it, the less I like soda. And I don't even think Dan likes any soda at all. Uh, he just likes soda that tastes like coffee and mold soda. He's fed me mold twice on the show. So that's just... <laughs> nice. That's yeah, not great. Uh, puke soda. What's this five minutes of fake puke sounds to end the episode? End it with us vomiting soda.